All right, special guest on the show, Davini Equipment phone line. Here you go. Pirate, blustering in from sea, with a rollicking song he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. Yes. Let's talk a little football and other things right now. The head football coach at Mississippi State University. He is Mike Leach, and he's on your radio right now on the Divinity Equipment phone. Coach Leach, I really do appreciate some time, and I know it's sort of a a weird downtime. Everybody would love to know, first and foremost, kind of how you're doing. Everybody okay in your neck of the woods? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. How about that song? That's a pretty cool uh, the Oakland Raiders uh, had that thing. Then uh, I don't know who did it, but uh, associated with their team and stuff. And uh, 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 but yeah, kind of the o- Oakland Raiders theme deal back in the day. Back in the day, and the my old... whole uh, my whole family because they were from yeah, they built uh, Kaiser ships there in Oakland, and uh, so my dad's side of the family was from the Bay Area, and they were all psycho Raiders. So I liked everybody but the Raiders. <laughs> and, um, you know, who did I want? Well, whoever the Raiders were playing, you know. And sure. then, um, because I just got tired of hearing the family uh, go back and forth, the ups and downs, and bragged about the Raiders. And so, um, you know, and I'd pick one team after the next. Trouble is, is none of them were any better than the Raiders back then, other than maybe the Steelers. And I wasn't a big Steelers guy, but the thing is, is uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm down. Uh, I'm like everybody else, just sort of buttoned up, waiting this out. And, mm-hmm. you know, some things are bigger than athletics and, you know, and it's a shame because at a time like this, athletics would certainly do some things to <clears throat> uplift people. Sure. And, uh, uh, but at any rate, you know, we got to wait it out. And I think there's some opportunities, <clears throat> you know, anybody that uh, doesn't uh, execute their time productively, I think is making a mistake. I think that uh, um, <clears throat> the trouble is there's a lot of stop and start with this, but um, try to do something productive every day. And I think, uh, and, you know, stay close uh, to your loved ones. Make sure they're doing pretty good. In our case, uh, we're scattered around the country. You know, we're also um, trying to look after our student-athletes and prop them up academically as far as making sure that they uh, take care of business in their online class efforts and things like that. And um in Mississippi, it's a little bit of a struggle because not all of them are right next to a computer or have uh, service, you know, so we're sure. working on that today. Well, and, you know, that's one thing I wondered about, Coach, if for you as a head coach, is there any worry? We, we'd heard so much, and I know it. I'd seen with my own eyes the, the level of the off-season program and the workouts and how, uh, how good that was and how um, – how much work was being put in by the team. So for you as a head coach, is there a worry that with something like this, we're talking strictly for the football team, that that kind of goes down the drain? Or when they all get home and now they're not keeping that up or not able to, is there a worry that kind of goes away? Yeah, there's no question. And, and, you know, and the fact of the matter is a portion of it is going to go away. I mean, Mm -hmm. we can – you know, we can deny it all we want and we can try to hope it away, but the, 
you know, the, 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 the good news is, is it was extremely demanding. It was the most demanding work, uh, that those guys have ever done in their life. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I think it, uh, um, we cracked the surface on, you know, how hard you can actually work and how demanding you can actually make things. So I think, uh, uh, setting the stage uh, mentally to work even harder. I think, um, we made some progress there. We're definitely going to lose some of what we gained uh, in the weight room and running because doing it on your own is entirely different than doing it with the group. And uh, the notion that out of 120 guys or so, everybody's out there tearing it up, working out, or even able to, I mean, is ridiculous. And um, uh, the thing I hope the most is that they're eating right and – um, you know, cause I think that'll maintain it the best, but there's definitely going to be some work to do, um, when we're allowed to, you know, go full steam and practice again, no question about it. And that's just part of it. And it'll affect other teams too. Sure. Sure. That's right. Mike Leach on your radio right now, coach. Um, how are you personally dealing with the quarantine to staying away? How, how are you getting through it every day? Oh, shoot. I mean, it's a complete pain in the ass. I'll tell you that, but I try to be optimistic about it. I, uh, you know, I get as much done on my phone as I can. Um, and then, uh, you know, and then I, I try to, uh, I try to get a, a little exercise every day. Um, you know, the one thing that you can uh, do is, you know, everybody says they don't get enough sleep. You read every article, they don't get enough sleep. People don't get enough sleep. Mm-hmm. You know, everything would be perfect if everybody got enough sleep, which uh, <laughs> uh, I haven't paid attention to that for decades. So, uh, uh, you know, I'm getting more sleep. Uh, and then uh, I try to have something. I got kind of a sequence of stuff I'm trying to read every day. Um you know, uh, in other words, try to have like kind of a game plan each day. And like I say, that part's tough because all of a sudden there'll be an announcement on the TV, um, you know, where it changes the ground rules of things. And I try, uh, <clears throat> for a while I watched, uh, you know, the news like everybody else all the time, but that is so redundant and so much the same thing. It's same people saying the same stuff over and over. So I try to, watch one thing a day just to get a general catch up on it. And then after that, deliberately make sure I don't watch anything else. Sure. And then, uh, 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 you know, to try to get some reading done. So I make sure I'm, I'm moving the middle needle there and, uh, getting something accomplished. Uh, oh, making sure that I eat, uh, right. I'm doing the eat right thing, you know, eat uh, small portions and <clears throat> make sure it's good, wholesome stuff. And, uh, uh, you know, but that's the, that's the thing. Well, you don't want this to be non-productive time because we can make this time productive. And the worst thing you can do is sit and, and pout and whine and worry about what you don't have. I mean, you know, that's I mean, yeah. um, we, we got to get the most done that we possibly can and, you know, um, lay back and enjoy it to the point we can, you know? Sure. That's right. Um, you know, in regards to this quarantine, you know, it opens up possibilities. We kind of learn about ourselves a little bit, what we like, don't like. Somebody, Coach uh, T, 
texted into the show earlier today and was saying, you know, if you were quarantined and you could be quarantined with any historical figure, living or dead, you know, who would that be? And, and I was thinking about that. For a lot of us, it's kind of, uh, we would answer that based on what we're interested in at the time. Like, like I'm, I've been reading and studying and learning about the Lewis and Clark expedition. So right now, if you ask me that question, I would say, well, I'd want to be quarantined with Meriwether Lewis because i got a million questions. But I wonder for you, is right. would you answer that based on like what you're studying and interested in now, or do you have one person that that would always be that answer? Well, I've always thought of it this way. Um, first of all, the ones that are cop-outs that just don't want to answer the question, they'll immediately say Jesus or God or somebody, which that's kind of a, yeah, no kidding. You know, <laughs> right. I mean, you know, that's, that's like, that's kind of the nuclear option on who you would want to have uh, uh, dinner with or whatever, you know, right. um, because, uh, you know, I mean, whoever your deity is that would include everybody sure you know? so sure. right <laughs> um it, it really does kind of depend what i'm interested in the most at that point um you know i did a book on geronimo periodically it's been geronimo mm-hmm. uh, uh you know uh i know a lot about ernest Hemingway, so i almost would kind of like to spend that somewhere else obviously Guys like Lincoln and Churchill surface in the conversation, at least for me. Mm-hmm. George Washington, I think, is uh, the magnitude of George Washington, what he did in this country, because we wouldn't have America <clears throat> without George Washington and his uh, personal sacrifice and uh, just his resilience to stay out there when it was impossible, when even uh, uh, the, col- the colonists didn't want to anymore. Uh, and then, uh, oh, you know, I mean, you know, you could even have a, one time I talked to a friend of mine, a guy named Tom Lemming and, uh, and, uh, Tom Lemming's the big recruiting guy. Mm-hmm. And so he goes all over the country and then, um, and I got to talk to some of these guys on the phone and know one or two of them. So we talk about all these shows we'd watch. So, you know, there's a guy named Jim Caviezel who's interested in sports and a big Notre Dame fan. And, um, so uh, Tom called me and he had uh, uh, S. Parker, who played Daniel Boone, uh, Ron Ely, who played Tarth, and then, of course, Jim Caviezel, who played Jesus. Now that's a power dinner right there. I mean, even though there were some standings, Tarzan, Daniel Boone, and Jesus. I mean, that's 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 pretty stout. And then, um, uh, so I think that uh, 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 what, what I was going to tell you something else. Um, well, and let me interject. Uh, yeah, yeah, it definitely depends what I'm interested in. That right. and then and then oh, what I was going to tell you about Lewis and Clark. Yeah. I'll tell you, I was really starting to get interested in that myself because, you you know, right there um, in in Washington State, where I was last, which is a great place, and everybody should go if they ever get a chance, um, that, well, that's where, that's where they, and all these rivers will make sense to you. Um, uh, That's where the Snake River, the Salmon River Mm -hmm. met up uh, in the Clearwater. Um, met the Columbia, 
Um, and the Clearwater is just a gorgeous river. And then um, probably my favorite, I mean, you know, the Snake, the Snake's Grand, and really nice. But they went down all those rivers, and it's all converges right there in Pullman, and that's where they kind of split up and and uh, wintered, and um, you know, and and the and the, the Indians kept them alive. They probably wish they hadn't in hindsight. In but, hindsight, uh, right. <laughs> uh, kept them alive all winter and, you know, and taught them how to survive. And the most amazing thing about Lewis and Clark, nobody died. Everybody got uh, back. Uh, everybody came back uh, mm-hmm. uh, in one piece, which is amazing. And then, um, uh, but that was all right there. It was all right there. And it's like anything, you know, you're at a place. You said, geez, I wish I'd have done this. I wish I'd have done that. And, um, you know, I mean, I had Lewis and Clark stuff right at my fingertips and didn't know nearly, uh, about it, what I'd like, but it was right there. And I, and, and so, uh, and so some of those places I've actually been right at or caught a, a sturgeon or something and right on those same rivers. I would, that is incredible. I'd love to see it. You're right. There's so much amazing. They had one guy that died on that journey, but he died from natural causes. And you know how it all connects. What's interesting, Coach, is Meriwether Lewis, um, not long after they finished that, um, supposedly killed himself not far from where, not far from where I'm sitting right now, between Tupelo and Nashville, Tupelo, Mississippi and Nashville, along the Natchez Trace. Right up here north of us is where all that happened. Hey, um, our time's Why up. Why did they think he did that? Well, it is. There are some people that don't believe he did it. They have, you know, as a conspiracy theory that don't believe he did it. But others, the people back then that knew him believed it was possible because one, he was very sick. Two, he was an alcoholic. He had malaria and was taking medicine that had mercury in it. So they just thought that it all just kind of drove him crazy, basically. Um, wow! Yeah, I would go all that way and then uh, finish it out like that. Huh? I know. Yeah, I, I, I'd read that. Yeah. yeah. Out of time, Coach. Let's do it again soon. Thanks for some time today. Appreciate it. Uh, all right. Sounds good. Great talking to you. Yeah, you too, Coach. Thank you. That's Mike Leach.